right. <laughs> All right, we're going to get started this morning, <clears throat> get some scriptures out. Uh, Acts 4, 31 IL, if you'll get that for us. Acts 4, 31. We'll read that here in a moment. Uh, John chapter 15 and verse 5. Devin Riles, if you'll get that for us. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Gabe, if you'll read that. Uh, Hebrews 11, 3. Um, yeah, go ahead, Sean, get that. Hebrews 11 and verse 3. Psalms 133, 1 and 2. Uh, Colby Ritowski, if you'll get that for us. And then one more time, Acts 431. And uh, get Eli, if you'll read that for us. Okay, so we're going to continue our series on uh, concert ministry. And uh, so far we've looked at the primary purpose of our concerts. It's evangelism. We looked at concert ministry results where you get uh, people involved. You get people developing uh, in their ministry as believers. And then you have the discipleship aspect of it. Uh, then we talked last week about salvation atmosphere. And creating an atmosphere where the gospel will shine leading to salvation. So today we're going to continue. We're going to look at and think about prayer targets. Prayer targets. Because every concert and for the most part everything we do, it starts with prayer. And that is on purpose. That came out of uh, somewhere. You know, that isn't just you know, a time filler. How, how, how can we get people there earlier? That's not the point. Is uh, There are some dimensions connected to the prayer meeting. So I want to look at that. And uh, as our launch, Acts 4.31. Go ahead, Aya. After they had uh, prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke God's word without fear. Okay, and after they had prayed, that's what I want you to catch there. So let's talk about this. Uh, concert ministry lesson four, prayer targets. So let's talk firstly about spiritual need. Any work that you will do for God is going to be met with resistance. That is something you need to uh, recognize and, I, and, I, and, and have an understanding, have room in your thinking for it. And you see this all throughout the Bible. Think about the garden. Here is paradise created. God sets man into that garden and he gives him a task. He says, Adam, you are to tend the garden and you are to keep it. That was immediately met with resistance. Right? Because this is doing a work for God. This is calling. This is purpose at work. And it's immediately confronted Moses in uh, the deliverance of God's people from Egypt. Immediately stepping into that atmosphere in Egypt. He's met with resistance by the magicians. Uh, Pharaoh is resisting him. Think about the children of Israel going into the promised land. It didn't just, you know, everybody didn't just leave because they showed up. They had all of the ites to deal with, right? All, every single different people group that was there uh, to deal with the opposing plan of God. 
uh, they're, they're opposing the plan of God. Then you step into the New Testament and that resistance is still there. Look at Jesus. He was tempted by Satan when? Just before the start of his ministry. That was deliberate. He's going to now step into the, the three years of, of ministry and, and uh, 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 taking over there everything John the Baptist was preparing. Immediately there's confrontation. The disciples in our passage where we're looking, we could look at many examples, but in our story they're facing opposition. Right away it's of the religious. Those in religious power are uh, uh, coming against them. Later, it's persecution by Rome. In other words, in many forms, as people in the Bible face resistance, in doing a work for God, you will face resistance. This can come from people, right? People will try to come against what you are doing, come against the church you're ministering at come against you. You'll have resistance maybe from officials, legal officials, people in position of power that want to come against you. And ultimately, yes, you will face spiritual resistance, things that are outside of the natural. And now there's this supernatural opposition. So this sets for us an understanding that in doing a work for God, on our own, we cannot accomplish what we've been called to do. On our own, we have a spiritual need. Every single one, we have need. God, we're going to need your help in this. Let's read John chapter 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me. Okay, what does Jesus say there? Apart from me, you can do nothing without me. You can do nothing. So this is the, the uh, realization of our need. So in our passage, they're facing resistance. They've been called in by the religious uh, in power. They've been flogged for preaching Jesus. They have been... Uh, uh, told you will not minister in that name. And in our passage, they're recognizing this reality. So what is their answer to resistance? It's prayer. Prayer is the answer to resistance. Verse 31 says, when they prayed. This was their response to their need. This was their response to the opposition, this was the response to any kind of setback. This is the response to if we're going to advance the gospel, if we're going to advance the kingdom, if we're going to see people be converted, prayer is the answer. Right? And isn't this oftentimes where people dismiss it first when there's need? You know, you know what we need is better bands, better lighting, better sound, better advertisement better fill in the blank you know what people rarely ever say you know what we need is to get that prayer room on fire but that's where need that's where we need to turn to when there is need so we have prayer before the concert for a reason 
If you'll remember in Pastor Greg's memorial stones, he talks about a revival that Pastor Wayman Mitchell had uh, in one of his churches. I was trying to remember, uh, but he had a, a couple come in, evangelists, and he observed that before every service they came and prayed on the platform and that there was a supernatural release in that event, in that revival. Pastor Wayman noted that and said, they're cultivating an atmosphere. They're creating an atmosphere for God to move in. And when he saw that, he said, this works, prayer works. And he implemented prayer before the service. And then we've implemented, like I said, a pretty much everything we do. We have prayer before every regular service. We have prayer uh, Monday through Saturday morning, uh, morning prayer available. We have a Tuesday night prayer meeting. The youth hold a Tuesday night prayer meeting. Uh, we have prayer meetings before conference. We have prayer meetings before rallies. We have prayer meetings before men's discipleships. We have prayer meetings. <laughs> this is part of who we are and what we do, but we're creating an atmosphere. We are engaging in spiritual warfare, right? We're going into battle when we pray, or at least we should be. We are confessing our need, right? Jesus, for without me, you can do nothing. So I'm, we're confessing, we need you. We need you in this event. We need you uh, in this concert. See, when people come together and pray, they are contributing to the results of the concert. What is going to happen tonight? Well, what happens tonight is going back to that prayer room. What is going to happen in that service? What's going to happen in that rally? What's going to happen in that conference? When we pray, we're contributing to the results of everything that's going to happen tonight. We're cultivating that atmosphere. We're laying the groundwork for that night. Old quote here, work like it all depends on you. Pray like it all depends on God. We use that multiple times in this series, but it's both at work. It's not just all up to God, and it's not just all up to us. We are laborers together with God. And in that, the prayer meeting, pray like it all depends on God. So let's talk secondly about prayer targets. Let's talk in this point first about the prayer mistakes. Because there are things people do or don't do in the prayer meeting that makes this time have little or no effect. So... Some make the mistake of coming to a prayer meeting, but only praying in tongues. Okay, and you're like, wait, that's a mistake. Let's read 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words that I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words that I understand. Here is Paul speaking, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, and he's addressing prayer, and he's talking about praying in the Holy Ghost and praying with your understanding, or 
uh, 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 with your mind. Some sit in a prayer meeting and don't actually say anything. Right? They're there and they're just rambling off in tongues. And then they take a little breather and go right back into tongues. And, you know, and then it's like, wait, I think they're speaking in like 50 different tongues. They're trying different tongues out, you know, which one fits right. And, but you're not actually saying anything. Now, there would be some value, right? There's some value, but the mind, Paul says here in 1 Corinthians, the mind is unfruitful. Really, you aren't actually praying for anything. You aren't focusing your prayers. You aren't targeting your prayers. James 4 says, you do not have because you do not ask God. But why didn't anything happen? Well, I don't know. I was in prayer. Well, but you didn't ask God for anything, really. You didn't tell him what you wanted to see. You didn't claim anything. You didn't actually speak anything. What is it that you want? Then say it. What do you want? Well, I want to see people say it. Then say it. What do you want to see it? Well, I want to see miracles. Then say it. You have to speak it. What do you want? I want our band to be anointed. Then say it. Speak it. Pray it. So here, this is the, the uh, mistake is that I'm present. I am engaged in spiritual things. And sometimes it's in there. You're there, you know what you want, but you're not actually saying it. That would be a mistake. Some make the mistake then that presence is enough. I showed up, so God should move. Right? Is that, and, and those that presence is enough is, they don't even speak in tongues. They're, they're present thinking that by honoring the expectation. The vow of exampleship. I'm here because Matt said if I'm not, then I can't play or minister or be. Because pastor might notice that I'm missing. You're present and that mistake is presence is enough. Everyone else is praying, so ditto, 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 ditto. I agree. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. But you aren't actually engaged. You're not applying yourself. Really, then, we need to pray specifics. That's what needs to happen in the prayer meeting. We need to lay a hold of God and say exactly what we want to have happen. Hebrews 11 and verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things. Okay, capture this, this verse here. We, by faith, we understand. It's his translation that the worlds were framed or the universe was created. How? By the word of God. He spoke it into existence. He created it with words. 
So that which is seen, the world and the universe that we see, wasn't created by anything that can be seen. It was created by words. So if you apply that to what we're talking about, prayer, and the words that you use in prayer, it has a creative dimension to it. You can create what wasn't there before by the words you say in faith, by the words you declare in faith, by the spiritual, in that spiritual warfare, you are speaking things. You are saying, God, tonight we are going to have, tonight we are going to see, right? We, there will not be whatever you say yes to, Heaven will back up that yes. Whatever you say no to, heaven will back up that no. So you are creating things through prayer. So think about the power of that. Think about the supernatural results that that can produce versus sitting there and doing nothing or sitting there and just rambling and looking spiritual you can actually cultivate and create the miraculous. So let's think about practical prayer for the concert. Let me, let me just start here. How do you think we should pray? I'm going to ask that question. How do you think we should? What should we pray for? Unity. Unity, yeah, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Effectiveness. Effectiveness, yeah. Visitors. Lots of visitors, okay, yeah. Peace of mind. What's that? Peace of mind. Peace of mind, okay, in it, yeah. Anointing. Anointing, absolutely. Conversions. Conversions, yeah. Wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Protection. Okay, protection. Equanimity. What's that? Equanimity, like, like tranquility. Okay, okay, yeah. That was a word I didn't know, so there you go. Tranquility, I do know, yes. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good, yeah. Dominion, absolutely. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, Matt? I just going to say, Pastor Greg says, pray for people whose hearts have been prepared yep. to be in the place, that they will respond to the altar call, they'll surrender, they'll be in church, they'll be converted, they'll get involved in evangelism, and they will be fruitful. Yes, okay, so very good. So, we say the big wide ones, right, as a whole, <laughs> but this is what I want to focus on, specific. We can pray for visitors. God, we need visitors here tonight. And you might get a net full of visitors that are not the ones you wanted. Right? So we need in visitors people who are not saved to come to the concert. God, we want visitors tonight and those who are not saved. God, I'm asking that you are going to draw people that have relationship with unsaved people. They've invited them that they're going to come out tonight. Right? That is where we get majority of our visitors and converts is through personal connection, personal invitation. So pray that way. God, people who have relationship with unsaved people, and they've invited them, bring them here tonight. Those are the visitors we want. 
bring visitors, draw visitors, people that are not saved through our advertisement. Right? If they received a flyer, something of the Holy Ghost would draw them into that place. <clears throat> yeah, I got a flyer. I found a flyer. Right? That through advertisement, and again, that are not saved in that prayer for visitors, pray that God keeps certain people away. God, right now, I'm contending people who are not saved that you have prepared them, but keep away disruptive people. Right? As sometimes you get someone come in, they're disruptive. They're distraction. God, keep away tonight religious people. Religious people. You know, you get a good visitors come in and then you get some weird, funky religious person come in. And then... And the good potential convert's like, oh, this is weird. I'm out of here. And you're like, no, 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 they're not with us. They don't know that. So I don't want religious people there. I don't want religious people there speaking against what we're doing. I don't want religious people there latching onto my good convert that we've contended for, that they prayed, and then, man, they're, they gravitate to them. I don't want them there. I don't want divisive people there. Right, you ever get those concerts it's like there's division everywhere? There's division in the bands. There's division band v. band. There's division in bands and drummers. And it's like, <clears throat> where is this coming from? Sometimes people come with the spirit and they are divisive and they are creating an atmosphere of division. I don't want them here. Right? This is a way to pray. Pray that good visitors stay. Right? That they're not going to be uh, uh, distracted uh, uh, in some way throughout the night. That, the, that good visitors are not going to be pulled away. That good visitors, they're going to be compelled to stay. I don't care what band is playing that night. I don't care. What, if it's not their style of music, I have seen people come in and like, I, I don't know. I was just locked in. That was God. That was God. And they're just compelled. I want to be here. That's what we need. Those are ways to contend. Getting specific with God. Pray for salvation. That people will respond. That people will get saved. That people will be converted, that six months from now, they will be involved, that these converts, some of these, they're going to become disciples, that they're going to become pastors. That's what I want to see. Right? Sometimes it's, we stop there, don't we? Oh, God, save souls tonight, and we see a flow of salvation. God, save souls. Let them be converted, locked into our church, on outreach with us. Getting involved, right? Carrying them through it beyond just the prayer. It's a way to contend. Then we can pray for anointing. Anointing on everything we do. If you know who the bands are, lift them up. I pray when I know the bands, I'm praying for every band member. I'm praying anointing upon their lives, anointing upon their music, anointing upon their words anointing upon their sound. I'm praying for the drama. 
Let the message have clarity. I'm praying that uh, God would continue to give them wisdom and inspiration. I'm praying for the video um, that uh, whatever the message is would come through with clarity. I'm praying for the testimonies. God, let whoever is testifying tonight, let the power of conversion be declared and let it connect with visitors that are there. Right, that's, that's why we have testimonies. It puts a personal dynamic. And Jesus delivered me from, and Jesus healed me from, and Jesus did a miracle in my life. And people look at that and go, that's where I'm at. Let it connect with visitors. I'm praying for those in the cafe. That there is going to be a grace on them. That there's just going to be a, a, a spirit of hospitality. Not hostility. Hey, that's more than one coffee. Stop, you know. Seize that man. But that there will be a hospitable environment there. Praying for anointing. What is anointing? It's divine effectiveness. That every piece of this night is going to be effective in a supernatural way. And praying then we pray for the preacher and the preaching. That God would anoint their words. That God would give them dominion. That God would inspire them. Our men, we teach them. I challenge them. You need to prepare your altar call. Not Saturday morning. There's how long, how many weeks between your last altar call and your next altar call. You should be preparing. You should be contending. What do you want to see? But in that, I am praying, God, tonight, anoint them, inspire them, even though they have prepared. That God can deposit things into their mind. That they'll declare things that weren't in the in the uh, outline of their preparation and it's God inspired and it's connecting with people that God would guide them in their words and their delivery then ultimately as Pastor Bowman said we need unity that all involved will be on the same page which goes back to what our primary purpose which goes back to what? The salvation atmosphere. Which goes back to what? Involvement, development, discipleship. We're, we're, we're on the same page. We want the same thing. Psalms 133, 1 and 2. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the, on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. Okay, this is a picture. Behold how good and pleasant it is when the brethren dwell in unity, when we're working together, when there is a flow, we're on the same page. It is like the precious oil. What oil is he talking about? That oil of anointing. That picture, anointing flows through unity. That's why in that, keep away divisive people. I don't want someone coming with their funk and causing division and causing issue. No, that people would see that and go, no, no, we want the same thing. We want conversions. We want them locked in. We want them involved. We want to see lives healed, delivered, set free. That's what we all want. And so these would be 
ways that we can target our prayer. Let's close then. Let's talk with filled with the Holy Ghost. The result of prayer in our passage is that the spiritual power was unlocked. Let's read again Acts 4.31. I gave it to someone else, I thought, but go ahead ahead and read that again, I am. And they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Okay, so here again, when they had prayed... They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This is after prayer. God equips them with the Holy Ghost. Their need was met by power that was outside. Didn't come from within. This is power that didn't come from their practice. This is power that didn't come from their preparation. This is power that didn't come from their talent or ability. This power that didn't come by the effects of the smoke and the lights and and the sound was just the right decibels and everything was just... No, this came from the Holy Ghost. And this is what we need and this is why we pray. Because we need God. We need God to visit in our concerts. Then the second piece there, and they spoke... The word of God with boldness. There is a Holy Ghost confidence connected to this. And when there is a Holy Ghost confidence, that our confidence isn't in ourselves, it's on the finished work. God, you are going to save because you want to save. Because you died for those visitors that are going to come through this door. Because you have a plan for their lives. And when we have that confidence in the gospel, our confidence in the power of the Holy Ghost, our confidence in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, when people come in and hear a message of confidence, that appeals to them. And they recognize that that's what I need. That's what I need. And there is this anointed persuasion it's a holy ghost drawing god begins to speak to them god begins to deal with them god begins to get a hold of them it's not the show it's not the talent it's not your pride that's appealing to people it's not the rock star that's getting their attention. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost, this unseen dimension. It's like God shows up and you feel it. You see it. And they're locked in. And they say, I need that. I need Jesus. By the time that altar call preacher says, how many of you want Hands start going up. Hands start going up. Hands start going up. Man, that makes it valuable. That makes it worth it. 
That is what gets people to respond. And you will see the desired result. John 15. And your fruit will remain. Your fruit will abide. And your fruit will endure. That's the atmosphere. Those are the pray prayer targets to contend for. I remember in Santa Fe, we had gotten our concerts going and we had a band that night in from uh, one of the neighboring churches. I th if I remember, I was Las Vegas, New Mexico, and great band. And we had our dramas prepared and we had our person on lights and I was running sound. And, you know, again, we're doing what we can on our part. But I remember, man, I, I'd begun to teach like I'm doing now. And we were contending. And I remember we, we, I went to pick up a family we'd been working with. And they said, hey, we got a, you know, family member wants to come. They just got out of jail and, you know, yeah, let's load them up, you know, let's, let's go. I'm bringing the church band. Well, you know, Marvin came out and Marvin was drunk, drunk, drunk. I mean, he is, he cannot stand. I've never seen someone fall into a van, but he fell into the van. And he fell out of the van. And I'm just thinking, this is not going to work out tonight. You know, I'm prepared. I'm preparing guys. Look, if he gets combative, disruptive, whatever, it's, it's not going to work. You know, I mean, he is, he's out of it. Concert starts, and we get a flow of visitors come in. And, and again, it's like the whole time. And of course, you know, he... We, we, I sat him in the place, and then he winds up at the very front and center, you know, it's like, then you're in it, and then what are you going to do, you know, and so here, it's a small venue, you know, and there, there's no very subtly doing this, like, hey, Mark, why don't you come back here, it's just not going to happen, but man, the night goes, and there's anointing, there's a grace, and he is locked in, he is locked into every piece of this night. I remember that drama that night. We happened to do this, you know, drama. Anyway, focus on being delivered from alcohol. It was a very good drama I put together. And, I mean, it's just connecting. That night, we had a handful of people saved. But in that handful of people saved, Marvin got saved. And Marvin got up from that altar sober. Marvin got up from that altar converted. And Marvin came into church, and he got converted. And Marvin got baptized with one foot out of the water because he had an ankle bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> Given to him by the jail. Very expensive ankle bracelet. But man, to watch that life change. That's what this is about, guys. If you will fall in love with conversion, if you will fall in love with what we are bringing is the hope for their life, you're going to change everything. But we need that Holy Ghost dimension. Amen. Let's open up for some questions this morning. Questions about prayer targets. Yeah, Trevor. So what you say? Sorry. I apologize. Okay. Um, what would you say the atmosphere of atmosphere praying? 
What were the ones? Well, just you want to pray for a salvation atmosphere. And then we talked about visitors, salvation, anointing. Continuing praying like for more than just them coming? Yes. Kind okay, like, yeah, yeah. So pray that, uh, uh, pray that they will respond and get saved, be converted, get involved, become disciples, become pastors. Okay. And then in cultivating an atmosphere, it's much like the same thing in, like, you, know, you could say your house or you know, things that you do. So like, you know, I notice that whenever I'm going through something, if I pray for it, you know, it's, it's I'm like I'm cultivating an atmosphere to God to work in, in that, right? And that's with anything, whether it's over objects, over a room, over me, over a situation, I need God in that moment. Absolutely, you learn, you learn lessons for life. Yeah. I've learned life lessons through the concert ministry and this arena. Yeah. I've learned, excuse me, ministry lessons. Yeah. I've learned dominion lessons. I've learned pastoral lessons from exactly what I'm talking about. <coughs> you get a revelation of prayer and you become a person, a, a, a man of prayer, right? And so in that, this, I speak this out of experience. Yeah. I, 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 I did this presence prayer meeting. Right? When, I, when I talk about that, I'm not thinking of people like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. No, that was Jesse Morales. I was the presence prayer. No prayer guy. I was the tongues guy. Yeah. I was, but then hearing something like this, I began to pray specific. Yeah. God did a miracle. Yeah, Anthony. So I'm curious, and this might be a dumb question, but so John 15, 5, when it says you're connected to the vine, you can't do anything unless you are. So... That means if we're seeing results, it's because we are connected to Jesus. There's that enabling because Jesus is moving through us, right? It's not just based on our labor, like, wow, we got people saved, but it's just because we worked our tails off. It's because Jesus enabled it. God enabled us, right? No one comes to the Father unless they're drawn by it. But again, Anthony comes back to that's why we are confessing our need, like I said, in prayer. God, I, we confess our need for you here tonight. We need you here. We cannot do this. I pray often, God, without you, I can do nothing. But with you, all things are possible. You said to him who believes, all things are possible. You said, if I ask anything in your name, it will be given. Right? I'm putting my focus on Jesus, and I'm confessing that. Right? So that's what we're doing. So God moves through that, right? God can, we're, that, that makes us connected to him. Yeah? You mentioned preparing our altar calls in advance. In your experience with preaching altar calls, how far in advance did you prepare them or were you looking for articles or anything like that? And along with that, as far as praying for your altar call, um, how often did you go as far as to, to fast that week for your altar call or contend further rather than just I've got a busy week, I'm contending I've prepared it, I'm praying um, but making the time to further um, fight back against the devil, witness um, you know, uh, things like that yeah, yeah, good question so how far in advance would I prepare the moment I closed that 180 when I preached, I was always had eyes for uh, illustrations I'm always, anytime I was reading, it was like just in the back of my mind. Uh, because my pastor taught me, you need to prepare. God blesses 
when we prepare. God honors that. And so it became, I was constantly looking for articles and constantly writing altar calls because I wanted the practice. I wanted to be effective, right? I wanted uh, 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 that anointing. Then as far as contending, uh, my first um, two altar calls, and at the time we had, I don't, I don't remember, Pastor Stephen, we had, a, I don't know, like eight or nine or 11 altar calls. There was a flood. So you're preaching once every, you know, three or four months. You know, it's like, there's time. But in that, after my first two altar calls, I had no hands raised in my altar call, but there were people saved. By the end of the night, we had, you know, five, six, seven saved, but they didn't raise their hand. My pastor taught me, you need hands raised. So I talked to Pastor Greg, I said, okay, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm, you know, the things you've taught me, what else can I do? Well, you need to get a hold of God, but what you can do to establish dominion is pray specific. How many people do you want to see saved? How many hands do you want to see raised? Give an offering. God, I'm giving this in faith for dominion in my altar call. Go on outreach on your own. And whether you pray with anyone or not, you say, God, I am believing that you're going to give me dominion for my next altar call. And I was going on outreach uh, by myself. Uh, you know, so, and then fast, right? And if you're willing to go without food, you're pretty darn serious, right? So I did all four of those. And not just once, in that month's span, I can tell you the places that I went in Prescott Valley on my own for my own personal dominion outreaching. I can tell you, you know, the offerings that I gave for hands raised. I can tell you I prayed for seven people to be saved at my next altar call that I preached. When it came to that point, Five people got saved. I pulled an early altar call. The band had two more songs. Five people respond with hands raised. And uh, the concert director said, keep going, cut. And I said, keep going. They finished those two songs. A group of visitors, new visitors came in. I preached a second altar call. Two more responded. I saw seven people saved. From that day forward, I learned how to contend and fight for dominion in that arena. And so in it is, is, it comes back to desire and burden. God put something in there, right? And, and the guys that are passive about it, you need to ask God to put something in there. And it's not, it wasn't works. That's not how I viewed it. Like, oh God, please, it's, it was with confidence. God, you're going to help me because your word says. It was a fight is what it was. It was a posture of faith. It wasn't, God, please, please, if I do one more good thing, will you help me? No. It was a posture of dominion, an attitude of faith. And so, so with that, if you're not an altar call preacher, you're just in a band or, or whatever it may be, or any ministry in the 180, that would be the appropriate, um, you can do those things. Absolutely. Or even if you're not preaching, you know. Yes. And as a band uh, leader, right, I was a band leader... Uh, probably three years before I became an altar call preacher. And, uh, uh, but in that, we had gotten a burden for souls. 
Out, outreach wasn't an option. Outreach was what we did. Supporting other outreaches, that's what we did as a band. Um, uh, we, we contended for souls and conversions. That's what we wanted. There were things we prayed, God, we want anointing on our words. And we shared this in one of our lessons on uh, content. And uh, I heard Pastor Greg say at a serious man, people got saved during our music because it was anointed. And I said, I've never seen that. I want that. And I'm telling you, we had people saved when we played the cost multiple. And not just at the concert, we even had a wedding where we played that song. They asked us to play it. And during the song, a, the, a backslidden family member got saved, prayed with tears. They're weeping, praying a sinner's prayer. We had another altar call song, All You Ever Wanted. Each time we ministered that uh, at different places, we'd have people come up after and say, that song was my life. And they responded as a result of it. I'm telling you, we, that is what you can contend for. Ask God for your getting dominion. So yeah, those principles, it's a posture. It's a faith attitude and you're contending for dominion. A band can change the night. An altar call preacher can change the night. A testimony can change the night. Right? So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah, Aiden? Um, in Matthew 6, 7, it talks about um, using vain repetitions in prayer. And I don't know if I have the wrong idea of this, but oftentimes when I'm praying, I'll just, like, try not to say the same thing each time about what I'm praying for just because I'm thinking of this scripture. And am I thinking that the right way, or is it saying something different? Yeah, it's, it's not like, okay, you know, um, God, we want visitors tonight in Jesus' name. Draw visitors in the name of Jesus. You know, it's like you're not just mixing it up. The vain repetitions were, were traditions and prayers that were done in the open so that you look religious. It was more about your pride and how you look to other people. But when it's sincerity and when it's connected with faith and it's focused on the word of God and on the gospel, you might not always have all the words, which is why you pray with your understanding, but then you can also pray in tongues, right? Please don't misunderstand me. It's not wrong to pray in tongues and you're like, as you're praying and then you begin to speak in tongues, you're like, oh, wait, no, I don't want to be that guy. No, you pair it. That's the point. It's paired with your understanding and maybe you don't know how to say it, but when you connect that sincerity with speaking in tongues, the Bible says the Holy Ghost takes that with utterings or, or words that can't be spoken. He says, God, this is, this is what Aiden means. This is what Aiden, he extends that prayer, right? And so with sincerity and faith, don't feel like, right, like you're saying is, I feel like it's the same thing. In essence, some pieces will be the same, but it's the heart, and that's that faith attitude, right? Yeah, very good. Um, yep, Trevor? Um, last week, um, uh, you said, like, the, the concert event, it's everybody, like, everybody has a part, like, everybody has to be in it together, and then you just said... Um, one testimony, one band can change the night. So what's the balance of that? Well, the balance is, well, you don't leave it up to one person. Number one, you don't leave it up to yourself. <laughs> well, I'm preaching tonight, so it's going to be good. It's going to be good, you know. Or, uh, well, I'm testifying tonight, so, you know. 
or the, my our band's playing, you know, all the other bands, you know, you get that band warfare, you know, they, uh, we call them kingdoms, right? And our kingdom is the best because we're not over 60. And well, our kingdom is the best because we are over 60, you know? And so what it comes down to is when you're all focused in this prayer meeting, you all want the same thing. Your targets are the same. But in that moment, because you have prepared, okay, Trevor, not everyone's going to, I'm not naive to think that everyone involved was hitting all tens in their salvation. But corporately, we can carry that together and God can come down on a band because they have personally as a band prepared. God can come down on a testimony because Matt has asked someone to testify and they've prayed, God, what do you want me to say? And there's just a dimension or an altar called preacher can come or it's all together. Some nights, I love those nights where it's just like, dude, the night had liberty. There were visitors and they were staying and they got saved and this band was amazing and that testimony and that drama and the second band and the video and it just... That's what we want, right? So it's really everyone together, but, but at the same time, individually. We got to individually be vessels suitable for honor and ready for every good work, right? So you prepare personally, but as each person is personally preparing, corporately comes together, right? So, yep. So in that preparation, is it a healthy mindset to think like, I'm going to prepare like it all depends on me. Is that a healthy thing rather than... Yeah, work. I know other people are praying and I don't have to stress so much, but I I tend like when I preach, like, I'm like, God, this whole thing, like, I'm going to prepare and I'm going to pray and I'm going to act like this is all depending on me. Is that healthy? Is that a good thing? Well, yeah, work like it all depends on you. Pray like it all depends on God, right? It's in that you're taking your part... Seriously, you're taking your part of the night seriously, and that for you, Anthony, can be preaching, can be testifying, can be sound. Every piece, whichever of those three, is going to be important to the night. So, yes, take it, you know, God, I'm going to do my part, but I need you to do yours. Absolutely, yep, good. Very good. Let's uh, let's just pray. I wanna I wanna pray that this will take root in your hearts, not only for our concerts, but for our services, right here in this room. If you will catch a revelation of the prayer targets that I'm talking about, it will translate. It will translate into your witnessing. It will translate into your fruitfulness, into your follow up. It will translate into the services. It will translate into everything that you get involved in if you will lay hold of this. And even right now, I'm going to believe God that right now, let's pray for this morning service. Pastor Stephen's going to be ministering on the rapture. Let's pray for that Sunday school, for conversions. Let's pray for Sunday morning, for conversions. Today is a day of victory. Today is a day of breakthrough. Because today is the Lord's day. He's risen from the dead. And we are going to see the miraculous. 
Hallelujah. Father God, God right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I am speaking. We invite the power that we are going to be men of prayer. Lord God, men who submitted to Father God, in the absolute prayer that you have given them, revelation. God, those that have great power to see the laws and power, Father God, of the Holy Spirit in their hearts for themselves. I am contending for the Sunday God, they would be hands raised, God, they would be lasting progress, miracles and purpose, prolific works of God that would grow and grow and find out what it's called Bible in our hearts, and God, move among you, Lord God, move among those that are lost in the God, I pray that you would be and Lord God, your spirit of boldness to come upon us. Dominion, Give us only those power, God. They will be unity. Lord God, in Jesus, God, we come against strife and contention. And God, let there have a spirit of We are going to Visitors will be made to do We are going to see religious distractions. God, you would anything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. God, that Yes, 
but more than just principles. There is a spiritual dimension that I abide in here. And as I abide in this truth, know this, that there will be a quickening to souls. And as you have all cried out to me, those of you that I have placed my hand upon for the preaching of the gospel, this is the most important part of all, and that is fruit that does remain. So as you place these things in your hearts and prioritize them, yes, Know this, that I am going to again meet with you, even here this morning as I have spoken, the greater things, because many of you I have called to go into the harvest fields, and in the harvest field you will be in the place where these many principles and spiritual dynamics, as you do them, as you speak them, you will see a great harvest, and this is my desire. The challenge that you're experiencing personally, the things that you're seeing, the persecution against this church. The persecution is against this church because it is an opposition to me. They oppose and have opposed throughout time. This is demonic. And this persecution will continue. But the persecution is a reminder that I am in the midst of you. So stand again and remember for the fire that is upon your lives will be tested. But I will come alongside you. And I will give you this last day revival. Thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm believing God for good things today. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, we'll see you here in a minute.